during part of the first episode of the Keith Law PLLC podcast, I touched briefly on the defenses to a claim for trademark infringement, including equitable defenses. In this episode, I focus on one of those equitable defenses, latches. It's the Keith Law PLLC podcast, and I'm Jason Keith, attorney in Houston, Texas. Keith Law is a Texas-based law firm that helps businesses protect and enhance their competitive advantages by assisting with trademark issues and identifying and protecting trade secrets. The firm's goal is to help businesses prevent and address business problems, and I hope this podcast will do the same. One of the equitable defenses is called latches, which is generally the unreasonable delay in pursuing your trademark infringement rights. It was pointed out to me by one of the listeners that although I mentioned the word, it might have been good to explain what it means in more detail. So in this episode, I'll try to describe the concept of latches, L-A-C-H-E-S, in more detail, and probably just touch briefly on the other equitable defenses. First, we need to talk about the statute of limitations. The Lanham Act, which is the federal trademark statute, does not include its own statute of limitations. So when you're analyzing the statute of limitations for any given trademark infringement situation, you need to look to the state law where the infringement claim will be pursued. In Texas, trademark infringement claims are governed by the four-year statute of limitations connected to the fraud cause of action. So generally speaking, you have four years from the infringement to pursue your claim for trademark infringement if you're going to be seeking monetary damages in your lawsuit. Monetary damages means money damages. You're looking for a judgment that you hope to turn into money in your pocket. And although monetary damages can be available in trademark infringement cases, usually the primary focus of the case, the primary remedy that's being sought, is called an injunction. An injunction is a court order to do something or not do something. And in this case, the injunction would include seeking a court order to stop the infringement of the trademark. The injunction could also include additional provisions such as destroying, infringing merchandise, etc. But the big distinction here is the difference between monetary damages and an injunction. Trademark infringement in Texas is treated as a continuing tort, assuming the infringement continues to occur. So the four-year deadline for seeking a money judgment is not the deadline for seeking an injunction. Note, just as an aside, that if there's a delay in filing suit because the trademark owner was misled by the infringer, then monetary damages may still be available after the expiration of the statute of limitations. So because seeking an injunction is considered equitable in nature, the traditional equitable defenses are available. The common equitable defenses are latches, L-A-C-H-E-S, acquiescence, and unclean hands. This podcast episode, as I mentioned earlier, is focused on latches. If I get any feedback um, showing interest in these other equitable defenses, I may create episodes focused on those two. What is latches? When does latches apply? The equitable defense of latches has three elements. One, there was an unreasonable delay in asserting right to the claim. So in this case, an unreasonable delay in seeking to stop the trademark infringement. Number two, the delay was inexcusable. There's no excuse for the unreasonable delay. And element three, 
Undue prejudice resulted from the delay. The infringing party was somehow unfairly harmed by delaying pursuit of the trademark infringement claim. First, let's talk about delay. When we're talking about delay in the context of latches, the delay is measured from the time the trademark owner knew or in the exercise of reasonable diligence should have known of the infringement. Every part of that sentence is going to be analyzed to determine whether latches should be available or not. When did the trademark owner know of the infringement? Or if the trademark owner says, well, I didn't know about it, then the question will be, well, should you have known about it? If you were acting reasonably, should you have known about the infringement? Still talking about delay, there are certain things that are not considered good excuses for delay. And when I say good excuses, I mean legitimate excuses. Courts have found that a strategy of inaction does not justify sleeping on your rights or providing an explanation for the delay in bringing suit. So this illegitimate excuse for delay comes from a case where the trademark owner described a strategy of delay, not good enough to avoid latches. In another case, the court analyzed a situation where the purported trademark owner sent a demand letter to cease the allegedly infringing activity. However, in that case, the demand letter, the cease and desist letter, included a bunch of misrepresentations as to the rights to the mark. So at least in a situation where you send a cease and desist letter that's based on falsehoods, that's not good enough to avoid the potential for latches applying. Then the question of undue prejudice will be analyzed. So it's the infringing party who's saying, judge, I should be protected from this infringement case based on the equitable defense of latches. That means it's the infringing party who has the burden of proving these elements. To prove the undue prejudice that's required, the court will use terms like reliance or prejudice. Either way, the infringer has done something it would not have done absent the trademark owner's conduct. So when you're looking to undue prejudice, you're looking to some kind of reliance that the infringer took on something the trademark owner did. The infringer has to point to some kind of harm or injury that resulted from the trademark owner's conduct. An example that courts have found is sufficient is expanding a business based on something that the trademark owner has done. On the other hand, the cost of promoting the mark by the infringer, that alone has been found to not be sufficient to apply the latches defense. So if latches is found, what's the effect? First note that the finding of latches, the application of latches is completely within the court's discretion. The court gets to decide if latches applies and it depends entirely on the particular facts of each case. It's very fact sensitive. Also, if latches is found, latches alone is generally not enough to prevent an injunction because trademark law is not only there to protect the brand value of the business, but trademark law is also there to protect the public from the likelihood of confusion. So even if the court finds latches does apply, there is a possibility, again, depending on the particular facts of the particular case, that the court will still issue an injunction to stop the infringing activity.
That said, a finding of latches typically will prevent a court-ordered accounting or monetary damages being awarded. On the other hand, a finding of latches or acquiescence, which we're not talking about in this episode, may prevent issuance of an injunction if it would result in substantial prejudice to the infringer. So all that taken together, the emphasis has to be that it's within the court's discretion whether to apply it and what the effect will be if the court does apply it. As so often is the case in legal matters, the answer is not black and white, but much of it falls squarely within a spectrum of gray, which is why it's of the utmost important for you to consult with your trusted legal advisor when you believe you have a trademark infringement claim because delay can cause problems. And when I say problems, it doesn't mean you'll lose your right to use your trademark, but it may mean that other people gain the right to use your trademark for their products and services. If you have any questions or want to contact me, check the show notes. There will be links to several different ways to contact me in the show notes, and you'll be able to find the blog post related to this podcast episode. One of Keith Law PLLC's focuses is on helping businesses protect and enhance their competitive advantages. And one of the things that gives many businesses a competitive advantage is not just the people that are involved in the business or the service or goods that are provided, but the goodwill that's been developed over time. And goodwill attaches to trademarks. So one of Keith Law's top priorities is assisting businesses in protecting their trademarks, which is a way of helping those businesses protect their competitive advantages in the marketplace. Best wishes to you on taking reasonable steps to build and protect your trademarks. Disclaimer, this audio is for informational purposes only and should not be misinterpreted as legal or other professional advice. If you have a legal question, you should consult with an attorney in your jurisdiction. This is Jason Keith thanking you for listening to the Keith Law PLLC podcast.